At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The following is an exclusive presentation of the Carolina Panthers and the National Football League. Yeah! Touchdown! Touchdown! Panther Talk. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. This is Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Now we go back to work. I mean, we we have a chance to play Arizona this week. We go to Arizona. Um, you know, we're going to try to go get a win. So, uh, obviously, we're disappointed with today. We should be disappointed with today. That's not what we wanted. But uh, no one's going to feel sorry for us. So, we have to go out there and, um, you know, try to play better football. And now, along with Jim Zoki and Eugene Robinson, here's Mick Mixon with Panther Talk. Live from the Panthers broadcast facility at Bank of America Stadium. I got nothing. Now I got something. One of the great slide guitar players in history is a woman named Bonnie Raitt. Yep. And one of her hit songs is Let's Give Them Something to, to Talk, talk About. about. Mm. The Carolina Panthers kind of did that yesterday, but really not in the ways that they had intended to do. Coming off a, a, a really redemptive, restorative win at Atlanta, the, the Panthers uh, get uh, defeated by the New England Patriots yesterday. We'll talk to Coach Rule about it when he joins us momentarily. For now, Mick, uh, Eugene, and the Zoke. Uh, let's just kick it around here, fellas. Takeaways from uh, the game and the aftermath of the 24-6 defeat. I, I could not help but maybe echo some of the comments that I heard from Coach Rule and also the maybe the frustration I heard from Jake DeLone. As, this is a quarterback-driven league. It really is. And your quarterback is going to have to be able to make plays. And what we saw yesterday, we saw some ill-advised throws that I wouldn't expect Sam to go ahead and throw. Um, I, I, I would expect maybe a little bit better. And I'm a Sam Darnold fan, and I've been championing his cause and thinking how good he could be. But yesterday, it just put a it just put a dampen on things because the game was reachable. It's a, it's a game that's really reachable and a game that's really winnable, but I thought that the play of the quarterback was, was lacking. And I'm talking as a free safety. I mean, I'm talking not as a – guy who likes the Panther, but as a free safety, I was like, wow, he's given this team a lot of life and a lot of energy, and they're taking advantage of it, and it's going to be hard to go ahead and to come back from that. And they weren't just three turnovers. It's a pick six for a oh, touchdown. It's an interception in the end zone, and those were both throws that he said himself he'd like to have back. Uh, Jamie Collins, I thought, made a good play on the other interception, the linebacker there. Uh, but, yes, he did. But, you know, so the final score is 24-6, to six, just to kind of bring it into some kind of – Focus, take the seven off the board with a pick six. If if makes it seventeen to six, say you get at least a fr- a field goal. It's seventeen to nine, and then on the other one in the end zone, even if you don't get a touchdown, if you get a field goal, seventeen twelve. Worst case scenario, if you just don't turn the ball over in those two situations, that's how devastating that is. That's not the final score, but I'm going to say it gives you an idea of how tight that game should have been minus those those two plays. And 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 Mick, here's the the, the letdown because as Zoke just articulated that what you could be. On the sideline, what happens is you, you get this big knot in your throat. You're going, oh, no, not again. Oh, man, not again. You get one of those. 
because then you realize this is going to be a very, very tough game, and every point is going to count, and, and we're going to have to go ahead and win every loose ball, every jump ball. we got to win every one of those things. And when you can't win those and when you don't win those things, you go, oh, no, not again. And that's the, that's the sad reality of it because then – Losing becomes a little bit more contagious. And the Ian Thomas 15-yard penalty oh, also. Oh, my goodness, I mean, out. You were lucky to get a field goal out of that as it ouch. turned out with that penalty. Yeah, interesting day at the stadium. Stats are all over the place. And really, it's kind of all on the table now. I mean, Jim and I were talking this morning on, on WBT in Charlotte that it was this constellation of things. Sam Darnold not playing well. Robbie Anderson upset on the sideline. You got Teddy Bridgewater playing well for Denver in a win against Dallas. Yes. Uh, you got uh, – what else you got? You got uh, the Mac Jones drafted 15th that I'm sure that's out there, that, hey, the Panthers could have – here's a kid you're losing to. You could have had him. I mean, every every rearview mirror glance in there, oh, why didn't we? We should have turned left instead of right. When you don't play well – I guess my point is when you don't play well and take care of business – this is 2021, and everybody's got an opinion and a, and a vehicle to get it out there. It's going to be pretty pretty bloody. In the, it, it really in the is, and everybody does have an opinion. And when you don't win, nothing looks good, nothing tastes good, nothing sounds good, nothing smells good, nothing is good at all. And so you look for like, hey, we could have had this. Oh, we should have done this. We should have did this. Oh, what if this? You do all the what if stuff because you're not winning. What always cures ills is winning, and that game was a winnable game. That game against the Patriots was a very winnable game. We had a number of games that were winnable games, but it did not materialize. And when it don't materialize, somebody's got to take the blame. Somebody's going to have to say, hey, what's what's going on? It's always that. And I always say football players make plays, and football plays in at the quarterback spot. You get the glory, and then you get, unfortunately, you get all the other stuff. And then you lose two offensive linemen in the game. Ouch. That's paradise for the year, and then uh, you lose uh, for the time being. Uh, Cam Irving going to injured reserve with a calf injury there. Uh, looks like you maybe get Pat Elfline back. It looks like he's trending that way, so maybe uh, he slides into that paradise role. We'll see as the week unfolds there. But, you know, that's been even during the, the wins, something that's been talked about is, again, there's moments, but the consistency of the offensive line over the course of a game, and now you've lost two more key players there. It, is this something to this, like, because remember with Sam Darnold against the Falcons, he he scrambled a lot, got out of the pocket, and he got hit pretty hard that one when he got concussed. So on that – the touchdown, no, the interception to Ian when he's running to his left, could he have run that? Could he have, like, taken off a run? And maybe he may have not taken off a run because of the maybe the hit that he's taken yeah, from. Because against Atlanta, he was Atlanta, running up until running, the concussion yeah, moment. Yeah, but so. to the concussion. And so I, I, I can see that maybe not being just, just being like, oh, I'm not going to go in and run this because. I, you know, I'm just going to protect myself a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, and I, I, I get that. I understand that. I'm a football player. I totally understand that. But those are one of the decisions where I'm like, hey, you could easily run because what's going to end up happening is either block his guy. Well, actually, you won't even block his guy. You fake his guy out and maybe run out of bounds. Let's open up our guest line. Matt Rule, head coach of the Carolina Panthers, joins us. Coach, it's Mick along with Eugene and Jim. Let's start with uh, the, the injury list. What do you know medically at this hour about some of your – uh, MRIs and some of your guys that got dinged up in the game yesterday. Yeah, you know, obviously Matt's out uh, for the year. Um, Cam Irving's out for for uh, several weeks with a calf uh, strain. Brian Burns um, looks like he's, um, you know, Brian Burns looks like looks like he's uh, you know kind of day to day and uh, not not too serious. Hopefully, he can get him back here soon, which is great. And uh, you know, Sam um, 
you know, uh, uh, ha- has contusion, has a strain, you know, those different kinds of things. So uh, we'll just have to see how he uh, responds to treatment. Coach, I was, I was just talking to the guys here, talking about how nothing looks good, nothing tastes good. Whenever you lose, everything just seems wrong, even though that's not the case, but everything just seems wrong. Um, when we look at your quarterback, and I just made the comment about maybe the quarterback being a little bit more gun-shy to protect himself a little bit and not run, and so instead use his arm when he has the ability to scramble on the outside the pocket. I wonder what your take is on that, Coach. Yeah, you know um... – Obviously, you know, Sam, Sam, I thought he showed courage by, go, you know, playing, you know, coming off concussion protocol, coming off getting hit on the shoulder. Obviously, you know, you know, didn't look the way he had looked the week before. So you know, I think as a coach, you know, you, you, you know how courageous these guys, you know how tough these guys are. Um, you're looking for, you know, hey, hey, what, you know, what, what led to, uh, you know, him not playing his best game. And, and I think probably all of those factors did, you know, obviously the Patriots played a good game on defense. Um, but, uh, you know, Sam just wasn't quite himself. And so, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try to get him healthy. We won't put him out back out there until he's ready. Um, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, hopefully when, whenever he does get back out there, he'll play with that same, you know, reckless abandon that, uh, that, uh, got us the win down in Atlanta. And uh, of course, Matt, as you mentioned, with some of those injuries, you lost uh, your center for the year. You've lost Cam Irving for a while. Uh, what do you think about the guys that, that stepped in and played with uh, Tecklenburg and, and Daly, and, and how coach uh, how close is Pat Elfline uh, maybe to being able to return and help you guys? Yeah, I think we think Pat will be ready to go this week. Um, you know, barring any setbacks, you know, he looked good last week, and I think the thought was, hey, if we could get him back this, you know, if, we, if he got to this week, he'd have a chance to really go play. So you know, we'll need him. I thought Tech did a nice job. Uh, Dennis did a nice job. Um, you know, really, when you look at that 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 tape, the offensive line, you know, certainly wasn't perfect, but what w- wasn't uh, wasn't the reason why we lost. And so, um, you know, those guys, a lot of those guys are playing new positions, are playing for the first time, uh, but they're all here for a reason. And uh, they uh, they um, uh, I think they stepped up to a degree, and they'll have to do it this week versus a great team in Arizona. Dennis Daly, coach, you talked about him before. South Carolina product of local interest. Uh, and you've discussed how talented he is. What are you working with him on to try to become the player that it sounds like you believe he can be? Just the consistency, um, just the, the the grit to finish plays to, you know, half of the time as an offensive lineman, you know, you're, you're working from a disadvantage. You know, you, you've got the fast guy on you, you've got a guy on your edge, and it's really about how you handle um, those plays that determines who you are. And so, Dennis has the talent to do whatever he wants, um, but but what he needs and what we need is for him to, um, uh, you know, fight all the way through every play, finish plays, utilize all his strength, and 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 uh, you know I, I thought I saw a lot of steps in that direction. So this this will be big for him um, if he does put it all together, which I think he can. Uh, he'll be an excellent offensive line uh, in this league for a long time. So um, this is a good opportunity for him. Coach, I, I wonder on this, when we start the season, of, the season of such a, a great a great start with 3-0 and have all that excitement, my question to you is, Coach, how do you handle the frustration of knowing what your team is capable of and knowing what the reality is after the last four-game slide, what do you want to call it? Um, how do you handle that frustration as, as a head coach as you move forward getting the team prepared each week? Yeah, you know, I, I just, I, you know, obviously um, I'm disappointed, but there's really no time for emotion, right? There's no time for me to say, hey, I'm frustrated. Hey, I'm, it's really just about 
trying to move forward and trying to trying to grind our way through it. And, uh, you know, I thought we did that coming off of a disappointing Giants loss. We got ourselves ready for Atlanta. You know, we went 2-0 in the division. We played a good game. Come back this week, you know, we face a New England team. We don't play very good. Um, you know, obviously we're disappointed. And, and now we're going to go face probably one of the top four or five teams in the league. And so there's really not much time for us to do anything else other than regroup, uh, prepare and, and get ready to go play. And, um, uh, you know, that to me is that, that to me, that mindset, you know, if you, you have that when you're you know, struggling through adverse times, if you can have that same mindset when you have a successful times, so that's what leads to consistency. And that's what leads to, you know, a championship caliber teams. And so, um, you know, the adversity is helping us build that. It's, 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 it's not what we want. It's disappointing when it happens. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, who really cares about how we feel? It's about what mm -hmm. we do. And so we've got to grind our way through it, work our way through it. And, uh, you know, that started, you know, from yesterday started to this, this morning when we came in. And you mentioned that Atlanta game. That was such a nice bounce back from the Giants game, Matt. And then you've got McCaffrey back now, which you hadn't had since week three. The defense is ranked second in the league. And I know you're not sitting here listening to all the talk shows and people chattering, but uh, you guys got some really good things to work with. I think a lot of it's obviously trying to fix the negatives, but uh, you guys do have some really good workable playoff caliber items to work with out there. Yeah, you know, obviously we've, we've been playing good defense. It's good to have Christian back, um, you know, but but at the end of the day, it's a team game, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're trying to build a team that can compete for championships. Uh, we're obviously not there yet, but, you know, there's been real growth on the defense. I think, you know, our special teams have come quite a, a long ways. I like the way our offense looked against Atlanta. I didn't like the way it looked yesterday. It's great to have Christian back, and you saw immediately the impact he was able to have, even in a tough day, so – you know, as I, as I talk to the team, I mean, uh, we, we have we have half the season left. I know it's, you know, 17 games now, but we have eight games left. We have three games and a bye. Uh, we, we've got to go play our best football. And, you know, no matter what's happened, whether we like it or don't like it, win, loss, good, bad, at the end of the day, we have eight chances to go out and play. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, some of these teams that we faced, you know, that, you know, early in the season, they're getting better and better and better. And so, you know, why shouldn't we? Why can't we get better and better and better as we move forward? But, you know, I will say to your point, there are guys playing good football and there are things that are happening that are positive. So we'll continue to try to build off the positives and, and uh, you know, uh, try to correct and work with the negatives. Coach, I'm not, on the, uh, I'm not on social media, but there's bound to be people out there be banging the drum Signed this quarterback who used to play here. He's on the street. There's another retired guy who used to play at NC State. Why don't you call him? My question to you is, you're the head coach. All these things come through your filter in your office. Where do you fall on the idea of trying to reach outside of your team framework and maybe bring a player in at a position uh, during a season where you're, you know, you're trying to win, but you're also trying to do it with the guys you already have? We, we try to win with, you know, no matter what, we try to win with anybody. You know, obviously I'm not going to comment on other people that aren't out there that aren't on our team. Um, you know, that, I don't know if that would be appropriate by me, but, you know, Scott's always done a great job of looking at everything. And um, whether it's been Stefan Gilmore or, you know, anybody else, we've, we've been willing to bring whoever that can help us, that can help us win. So, um, you know, we, we're trying to figure out everything that's going on here in terms of the quarterback and where Sam is and where everybody is. Um, but uh uh, really not much more beyond that. And Coach, you, I, there has to be some excitement, as Zook was saying, and also and alluding to here, is that there's so much parity in the league that anybody can win anywhere. And we saw that against the Jacksonville Jaguars, against Buffalo last night. Anybody can win anywhere. And 
why can't your team do the same thing? And so just as a comment, the defense is rocking well. Get, getting back on track is not a hard thing to do when you're, when you're collectively doing it together. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think we saw that in Atlanta, you know, I think we saw that against the saints, you know, um, you know, we just, we just haven't had the consistency yet that we're looking for. And so, you know, that comes from, you know, obviously offensively, we're not playing, you know, quite the way we want. Um, we'd like to play better football uh, defensively. I know those guys want to be better down in the red zone and want to keep taking the ball away, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, what, what is there to do, but just keep working and keep grinding and knowing that, once we get this thing, you know, kind of over that proverbial hump, you know, kind of get this thing where we're consistently week in and week out playing at a certain level, it's hard to go backwards. And so, mm-hmm. um, you, know, you know, anything anything that's easy, you know, rarely lasts. And so we're grinding our way through it. It's not easy right now. It's hard. But once we get there, you know, we want to be built to last. We don't want it to be a quick fix overnight thing. And so um, that's that's the mindset, at least for me. That's the mindset in this building. Um, that we're going to work our way till we, till we get it right. We're playing consistent football. And once, you know, when you have that, you have a culture, when you have that, you have a, a mindset that's in place that says, Hey, we're going to go out every week and we're going to prepare and then we're going to go c- compete to win. And so um, we're, we're going to, we're going to just keep doing that uh, until it happens. Uh, hopefully it happens this week. Um, that, that's certainly the goal of everyone here. All right. And Matt, last thing before we let you go, you know, you guys talk about a DBO and you preach it, but then executing it is another thing. Ten penalties, 83 yards, and a big one with the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty down near the red zone there. As far as coachable moments and making sure it doesn't happen again, how, how big of an emphasis does that become? Yeah, it has been, you know, it has been uh, since day one. Uh, we've done it well sometimes. Some other times we haven't done it well. Um, you know, at the end of the day, if, if, if we want to win, you know, we can't have a ton of penalties and, you can't turn the ball over. I mean, it's it's true for every NFL team. You know, people talk about a lot of things, play calling, this player, that player. At the end of the day, uh, the team that wins is usually the team that 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 doesn't have a ton of penalties and hurts itself and doesn't turn the ball over. So we wanna we wanna continue to try to play better football and be explosive and be exciting and all those things at the same time. Um, you know, we, we can't have penalties, especially ones that we can correct. Amen. All right, Coach. Thank you for your time. We'll t- uh, talk to you later in the week, Coach. Appreciate you. All right, thanks, Coach. Thanks for right, Coach. Injury updates. He covered them for you by Ortho, Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care. Your way. Your way. All right. Broadcast roundtable, Morgan Fox, Scott Fitterer, all that and more still to come. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Go behind the scenes of the Carolina Panthers. Join Kristen Balboni, Darren Gant, and Will Bryan for the happy half hour. Each week, the gang covers all things relating to your Carolina Panthers, both on and off the field. The happy half hour and all our Panthers podcasts are available now on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Alexa. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. I think it's important just for every one of us to, to point the thumb. You know, it's in this league, it's really easy to blame and, and point the finger, but that, that just doesn't get you anywhere. So, you know, I got to do a better job. I think everybody just has to do a better job. It sounds cliche, but it's really that simple. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Like Eugene said, it's so tough when you don't win. People get unhappy, tempers, and and that kind of thing. I didn't see the Robbie Anderson 
I've read that he was hot on the sideline. And yeah. you'll have that. But did you guys see it? It was it, it was super quick. It was literally a, pa- a passing comment of maybe three words or something. Robbie yeah. was asked about it afterwards. He said, basically, I said, tighten up, do better. Um, yeah. But he said there. So, But he said, you know, Robbie continued to speak. He said, we all need to. We all need to grind harder. He said, if it's me, I need to be better. And there have obviously been weeks where Robbie hasn't uh, performed up to his standards. So I, I I don't think it was like he was like saying, you're the guy, you're the reason. But in just at that moment, he was just saying, after that third interception, I think third it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, tighten up, do better. Yeah, and, and it's a frustration because, you know, what has been played on, on social media all over, you know, so everybody's got a chance maybe to, to see that. And I know that you don't follow social media at all. But just the frustration tells me about it occasionally. Yeah, but the frustration. I fact some things that I see yeah. that are relevant to him. <laughs> that frustration is coming out. And that's what the frustration, because as a receiver, you, you know, you do that collectively with the quarterback. The quarterback has to get you the ball for you to be successful. And to have those three interceptions, I think that was just the displeasure of going like this. Not again. You definitely have to do better because the ball is in your hand. The quarterback controls everything. This is a quarterback-driven league. If your quarterback is rocking, your team is rocking. If your quarterback's not rocking, well, guess what? Your team is going to be somewhere vanilla not rocking either. All right? So, and, and uh, Robbie's right. It's a quarterback-driven league, and the quarterback has to do better. My oldest grandson found time to get off of TikTok for enough minutes to make the AV honor roll this oh, past oh, there semester. there you go. So All right. I'm proud of LC. So I guess it's doable. You can, <laughs> you can have a life of balance. But – I want to talk to you guys, and we won't do it. we got to take a break. But I want to get your guys' take on the Mac Jones, Brian Burns. Was it unsporting? Should there have been a, a penalty? You know, Eugene, you played. I'm sure you've seen this kind of thing. So we'll put a bookmark here get back to it. For now, we'll take a short pause, come back. We're going to talk to Morgan Fox. That's next on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome are back for another season of Jordan and Jake. Each week, Jordan and Jake share their thoughts on Panthers news, take a trip down memory lane, and keep you updated on Jordan's farm and Jake's horses. Jordan and Jake and all our Panthers podcasts are available now on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Alexa. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Coke, official fan refreshment of the Carolina Panthers. Jones, a short set, and a crossing route intercepted. Picked off by the Panthers in stride. Gilmore's got it, and he returns it to the 33-yard line. Feel good, um, you know, just to play in the home stadium. It's another opportunity for me to go out there and play, so it felt good to get out there again. And um, my family was here, and um, you want to make plays for your team to, you know, help them win. So um, I was able to do that on that play. But at the end of the day, we didn't come out with a win. That's the most important. Back to Mick Mixon, Jim Silkey, and Eugene Robinson with Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Colorado State, Pueblo, the Rams, now the Panthers, the great Morgan Fox joins us on Panther Talk. What was your uh, takeaway from uh, yesterday, Morgan, and the, the way the defense performed? You know, I thought we, we played well. We created some turnovers. There's definitely things we need to work on, uh, you know, kind of get some fits figured out and, and try to make more plays where we can and, and be a little more stout with certain things. But I think that we had a lot of, you know, good plays that we can look at and be proud of. And then, you know, like every game, there's a lot of plays where we're going to have to go back and be like, we need to improve in this spot and in this spot as well. 
That's what I was going to ask you, Morgan. Is it possible to extract some joy from the game, enjoying competing with your teammates, even in a losing effort? I think there's always a way to find out, find the silver lining and find you know some enjoyment from just playing the game. This is a, you know it's a kid's game that we get paid a lot of money to play, and and being with your friends and your brothers and playing is is always enjoyable. But it's always you know an understanding that losing is never acceptable. So you know there there's definitely joy to be found in playing the game, but there's no no joy in losing, and and it's definitely never never the goal, and it's not acceptable. Some cats play because of the money, what the game can do for them and their families. Others, because of the love of the game. Where do you fall? Uh, you know, I probably fall right in the middle. I love playing the game, and I definitely love what it's done for my life and, and the positions it's put me in. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't think you can be in this game and this business for this long without having some enjoyment for the game. When you do, do decide to spend some of your hard-earned money and maybe splurge on yourself, what things do you like to purchase? Uh... You know, I, I, I honestly don't buy a lot. Uh, I probably buy some watches every now and then, a couple every couple of years, clothes. Um, but other than that, I really don't really don't splurge or buy a lot. You a car guy at all? Uh, I am, but I have to stay away from him because I got a problem. <laughs> so I, I try to avoid it as much as I can. I understand completely. When will you start working on Arizona and the unique challenges that that offense could present? I'll definitely take a deep dive into them tonight. You know, start trying to break down their runs and everything like that. And and the matchups going into this game. It's not really an off day, so, you know, definitely get into that film tonight as well as, you know, get a real good breakdown tomorrow on the off day. Colt McCoy played well. James Conner ran the ball well against the Niners, and, you you know, you play with the Rams. So do you, do you have a pretty good knowledge of Cliff Kingsbury and his offensive philosophy? Uh, you know, playing them for the last couple of years, I'm definitely pretty familiar with them. But you know how this business is, you know, based on personnel and, and guys you have around, offenses change. You know, especially when you have the dynamic playmakers that they have, you know, something that you prepared for last season isn't necessarily what you're going to get this season. The 91 Morgan Fox on the show. All right, last thing uh, for you, Morgan. This uh, season has been up and down. The defense seems like it's been a constant. Has any of your faith uh, about what this team can eventually do been, been shaken by any of the recent losses? No, not at all. This business, like you said, it's very up and down, and sometimes you just have to get in that groove and get rolling, and it's going to take one or two you know, sparks to get going, but I think once we find that spark and get rolling, we're going to still be a very scary team. Excellent. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Panther Talk continues in just a moment. Listening to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast has never been easier. Simply download the Amazon Alexa app, add the Carolina Panthers skill, and say, Alexa, play Carolina Panthers. Now playing Carolina Panthers. Be sure to also add the Carolina Panthers flash briefing to your morning routine. For more information, visit Panthers.com. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Atrium Health, because you deserve to live your best life, and we're here to help. Uh, you know, obviously it wasn't very good. Um, you know, uh, uh, offensively, not able to convert third downs, not able to really throw it uh, very well. Um, too many penalties and then three turnovers, you know, giveaways. Uh, can't happen. Uh, special teams, I thought they hung in there pretty well. You know, we knew this would be a challenge for us. I thought they did an okay job. And uh, defensively, uh, gave up 100 yards rushing in the first half. Was a little bit better in the second half. So, um, you know, but at the end of the day, you're not going to win when you turn the ball over like we did today three times. So, uh, uh, just a disappointing day. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. 
crazy day in pro football yesterday and last night. We'll ask Scott Fitterer about it before we dive into the, the Panthers outing. Are, are you able to watch any games, not Panther games, of course, Scott, but are you able to look around the NFL and watch games as a fan in amazement at, at some of the upsets we see each week? You know, I do. Like, I get home usually during late in the second game, uh, the afternoon game, and I do get a chance to sit down and watch it. And there were some upsets yesterday, some things that did help us. Uh, but really it comes back to us helping ourselves. You know, we do that by going out, playing well each Sunday and winning. And right now we need to be more consistent doing that. No doubt. Scott, how much of yesterday was what the Patriots did to the Panthers combined with maybe what the Panthers did to ourselves in a way? I always look at ourselves first. And we can we control what we can control. Uh, I thought there were some really good individual efforts. I thought our defense played well. I think special teams was playing well. Uh it's just that consistency on offense that we're missing. We're missing little things here and there. There's a breakdown in the offensive line. There's a misread. Um, there's a lot of things that we can control and be better at that we're not doing right now. And we're going to correct that. And I know Matt's in there working hard with his offensive staff to correct that. But we can't keep talking about it. We have to do it. Jake DeLume said on our broadcast, you know, there's nobody coming to save us. But is that right? Is there anyone coming to save us? You know, we're, we look – uh, every day for players that can help us. Um, unfortunately, we had a lot of injuries yesterday, so we're really focused today on players that we have getting you know decisions. Do they go to IR? You know, what do we do with them? And then, what's the next step? Who's the next guy in? And so that's what we're focused on today, uh, and we are focused on long term. Um, if there's someone out there that can help us, we're absolutely going down those roads, making those calls, and uh, trying to figure out who's out there and who can help us. Our Guest on Panther Talk, Scott Fitterer, how much do you have to balance sort of a, an injection of maybe some adrenaline into your ball club now with your stated desire, Scott, long-term of, of being a build-through-the-draft kind of team? Yeah, we're, we're built through the draft. We're trying to compete right now. We're trying to – you know, we've gone out, we've made trades, we've, we've signed players from other teams. Um, we do that with a short-term vision of winning right now. Uh, but absolutely, this is a build-through-the-draft team. This is a long-term vision that we have. And that's how you sustain success of building through the draft and having young guys, keeping the cap healthy, and just growing each year. Uh, we're trying to speed that process up, but th- there is. there is it's a, it's a hard, long process that we're going through. And uh, we just need to stay focused. We can't let these setbacks hold us back. Uh, we just need to make the right decision at each step of the way. We're trying to do that. Are you comforted by the fact that, and it is a fact, it's not speculation, it is a long season, uh, we're about at the halfway mark, 17 games this year. There is still time to, to get things patched up and right. Right, absolutely. You know, we look up today, and those, because of some of those games yesterday, we're still sitting in the seventh spot. We haven't hit our peak yet. Like, you know, we have the talent on this team to make a run. But like I was saying earlier, we need to be more consistent. We can't make these mistakes that we're making. We can't let these – you know, these games uh, snowball on us. And so uh, it's all in front of us. It's just that for us to go out and do it, and we need to do it, and we're not doing it right now. All right, just a general question about quarterback play. Why is it so difficult? And this has been this way for decades, ever since you and I were kids. There seems to be, in any given NFL year, only a half a dozen, ten guys that can uh, that can run NFL offenses and play the position the way teams are looking for. I think defenses are so fast, so athletic now. They do such a good good job of scheming giving you different looks. Um, you know, there's some really smart defensive coordinators out there. And, you know, uh, when you have a young quarterback and you give him different looks, it, it jams things up. And so, um, 
again, it's, it's I know Matt and Joe Brady and those guys are going back, trying to make things um, uh, manageable for the quarterback, and and they're going to work hard at it, and they're going to bang through this, and we'll figure it out. No, we will. Let's talk about Arizona a little bit. I'm quite sure you followed them with great interest being being out that way. They're a team that, that that hit the quarterback reset button many times before they dialed it in. Where do you think their club is right now? I think they're playing some of the best football in the NFL. I think they're the number one seed in the NFC right now after the loss yesterday with Dallas. You know, you have an exciting young quarterback uh, who makes a ton of plays, running the ball, throwing the ball. You know, Colt McCoy comes in yesterday, plays well. Um, you know, they're, they're just really clicking on offense. And then defensively, they get after the quarterback. They have a lot of good pieces on defense. They're fast. They're athletic. That's a really good football team we're going out to play. And, uh, but I, I look forward to it. I mean, this, if we just do what we can do, you know, and play good defense, get after their quarterback, uh, and we run the ball, we're going to have a good shot at this. And I think uh, I feel good about our, the, what's in front of us. All right, last question, Scott Fitterer. Do you believe in the concept in pro football of uh, kind of a low – uh, risk a uh, high reward game. People won't be expecting the Panthers to beat eight and one Arizona. No, I don't. I, I think we we go out there and we just play our football. I mean, you know, I I, I totally get the question, but it's it's up to us. We control what we do. Excellent. Thanks for your time, Scott. Appreciate you. Thank you. I'm glad he got the question because I'm not sure I totally got it myself. <laughs> but what I was trying to say is. Well, I guess is what I said was that nobody's going to be expecting the Panthers to uh, to to win at eight at eight and one Arizona. So why not just go out there and let it rip? Exactly. Like Eugene said, you, you Jacksonville beats Buffalo. I mean, if you're playing the old death pools, people still do those where you like eliminate teams. I mean, you had Denver beating uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. You know, Cleveland was not a big underdog, but no one saw forty one sixteen against a five and two Bengals team or whatever they were five and three. But um, yeah, it's like every week has surprises. Every single week has surprises. And you just have to have a good, clean execution. I think they got the game plan. I think they figured out the formula in Atlanta of how to win. Great defense, run the ball. Not always going to run for 200, but run it, possess the ball. Mm-hmm. Don't turn the ball over. Don't have a lot of penalties. If you can play clean football, I mean, that works against – that travels anywhere, right? That kind of football would work against anybody. You got the number two defense in the league. You got the – when healthy, the number one running back in the league. You got a lot to work with. I was going to say that uh, don't forget the Cardinals are playing really clean football. They're playing clean football, and that's why they're winning. Um, and when you can eliminate those mistakes, penalties, turnovers, all those things, then you, then you put yourself up, you set yourself up to be a winning team. And I think the uh, just the turnovers has just really caused havoc for us. And our defense is not good enough to keep up with the offense. It's, the offense has to be able to help them out. Yeah, I think did I mention this earlier? Panthers zero and five in games when they lose the giveaway takeaway game, yes. and four and zero in games where they win the giveaway takeaway game. So Coach Rule preaches it, and it and it's the truth. This isn't a felony, really, but maybe a misdemeanor. Did Mac Jones do something unsporting? Did he try to twist Brian Burns' ankle? I thought that what he did was try to prevent Brian Burns from going ahead and scoop and score on a sack fumble, and. Typically, when there's a fumble on the ground that you see pushing and shoving from both teams to get people out of the way. And so I don't think that's anything out of the ordinary. I thought that when Brian Burns was turning and he got his knee tweaked up or ankle tweaked up, then I thought that he just took offense because, hey, you know, you prevented me from getting the ball, but not only that, but now I'm hurt. So from that standpoint, I can see where Brian Burns would be upset, but I think that's um, 
kind of football. I don't think that's um, something that's out of the ordinary that no player does on either side. Mac Jones was, of course, asked about it, and he's. And I think he's genuine in this response. He was not trying to injure Brian Burns. No, I don't think he was. I, so I think he was trying to make a football play where it's better for me to maybe get a penalty or do something uh, that's a little gray area than let someone pick up the ball and scoop and score, like you were saying. So I think he didn't mean – I think Brian was trying to twist out of that, and it was unfortunate, but I don't think it was meant to be an injury play. He tried to trip him first, and that would have been a penalty. So that's, that's what I would take exception because that's a penalty right there, tripping. The odd thing is, as we go to break, I think that Mac Jones, in his community of Patriots fans, there's probably a group of New Englanders that said, yeah, that's my guy that's right That's my there. guy. That's a great play. Twist his ankle off. That's how we do it. <laughs> I mean, if they'll deflate footballs and spy on another team. <laughs> this is how we do it. Mac, Mac, Jones, ankle. Mac Jones, that was wicked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't you think I want not, to tell Burrow. not uh, just sing a disco no, 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 song. No, but, <laughs> no, that's not a disco song. Well, what is it then? Uh, that's uh, what's old, uh, yeah, R&B, uh, Martel, right, Jordan? Are you going to pass that off as R&B? This right. is how we do it. Was it was not disco, I know that. This Got is it. how we do it. <laughs> okay. Let's take a break here. Take a break. Come back. We had the Yukon Cornelius moment <laughs> in your honor yesterday on the broadcast. Nothing. So we'll take a short break, come back, talk more about the Cardinals and the Panthers upcoming. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Go behind the scenes of your Carolina Panthers with the Happy Half Hour Podcast. Available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Arizona Cardinals have spun the quarterback wheel, trying to come up with three cherries a lot. They might have hit on Kyler Murray. Is he going to play Sunday against Carolina? You know, I, I thought that the fact that they held him out this past week um, and let Colt McCoy do his thing, I think that he may be healthy enough to play. Um, if he does, I mean, he's proven to be a really – he's a lot like, uh, like Russell Wilson to me. When he gets ready to scramble, he's looking downfield to see about where he can throw the ball. And don't forget, he has DeAndre Hopkins he can throw the ball to. Whenever you get in trouble, throw it to that, throw it to DeAndre Hopkins way because I mean he is absolutely incredible. How did the Houston Texans let him go? I have no idea. And he was a game time decision too, so it means both of them were close to playing, and they didn't play in that game. And then they lost Chase Edmonds, their running back in the yes. game. But James Conner, the former Conner. Steeler, what do you want for like 140 yards, scored three touchdowns yesterday. He was mad at it. I mean knees, elbows, everything. They couldn't get him down. He has ten touchdowns, and don't forget when Le'Veon Bell. Had left the uh, left the Pittsburgh Steelers. Connor goes in, and then he does not even miss a beat. Their, their offense does not miss a beat. So you talk about James Connor. He is a quality quality running back in the league, no doubt about it. What do you guys think of their defense? I think their defense is a lot like our defense. I think their defense is opportunistic. I think their defense can get sacks. Uh, they they can pressure the ball. There's no doubt about that. But I think their defense is made better because they have a good offense. No, for sure. I mean, that, that team is offensively driven. They score a lot of points, usually in the 30s, with what they do there. So the defense doesn't have to be as good. But, you know, they're, I mean, they're 8 and 1 for a reason. You don't just do it on one side of the ball uh, to get it to 8 and 1. So this would, be, this would be a good one to get. 111 yards rushing that they, they're giving up, um, 209 yards passing, they're giving up 25 sacks they have. I mean, Golden's got nine sacks. They look Chandler like, Jones has six yeah, sacks. They look a lot like because we we we're, we're right around twenty three, twenty five sacks too. So I mean, their defense is a lot. And this like is without Brady. having JJ Watt, who got hurt. Who got hurt? What will be the formula 
if it is P.J. Walker to take the first-team reps at practice this week, quite naturally a stout running game, play good defense. But how will Joe Brady tweak this offensive at all to take advantage of what P.J. Walker can do if it's known now that he's going to be the starter? I think that it has to be a quick passing game. I think it, almost like a West Coast offense. And then I think what you do is when you move him out of the pocket, move him out of the pocket, whether you're doing waggles, dashes, or bootlegs, move him out of the pocket because now you can go ahead and concentrate on just one side of the field. And if you don't have it, run. And the times we've seen him, I feel like he's more in control and a better passer when he's rolling out of the pocket too, not just for his height and and uh, you think setting up in the in the pocket would be the optimum thing and being around look around the field when he's out running. I think is I when think he's, he's comfortable and not where you want him freelancing and just making up plays as he goes. But he has that option to run or he can make a throw. They beat Detroit last year twenty to nothing. He did have two interceptions in that game, uh, but he played a good game except for those two throws last year. I've got another question for uh, for you guys too about quarterback play as it relates to the Panthers, and we'll uh, address that during the final moments of Panther Talk, which follows this timeout. Each week on the Jordan and Jake podcast, Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome share their thoughts on all things Carolina Panthers. Available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. There's kids playing quarterback all over the United States. Why is is it that so few can see it, process, throw accurately, make the anticipatory throws? How many guys are we talking about right now? Maybe five or six in the NFL? Absolutely. Why is that number so quarterback, small? Playing quarterback is very, very difficult because you got to do it within 2.5 to 3 seconds. you got to be able to make a decision within that time frame and get the ball, find the throwing lane, find – Decipher between if it's a, my first my, my first guy, my second guy, my third guy, and get the ball out. And by the way, when people try to go ahead and, and take your head off. And getting hit is not fun. You get tagged one time, guess what? You're thinking about that the next time. And so playing quarterback in the NFL, that's why they get paid a lot of money because you got to be one of the best at your thing. If you're not the best, you will not be getting paid, and you're going to probably be losing as a team. I also find it stunning there's only about 14 people on the planet that can kick 45-yard field goals with regularity. <laughs> That's true, too. Think about that. I mean, about half the kickers in the league, we've got a good one now in Zane Gonzalez, but it, it took going through a lot of guys. I feel like about less than half the guys in the league, could you consistently line up and feel confident? Can you kick a 45-yard field goal through those two uprights out of all the people that do this anywhere? That's hard to find, too. Yes. So I'm, you know, Zane Gonzalez has been a find. He has been. It makes no sense to me. Golf, tennis, NASCAR. I mean, there's hundreds, it seems like, that can play at that level. On the PGA Tour, any one of maybe 100, 150 Mm -hmm. guys or girls could could break through and win uh, on the men's and the women's uh, pro golf tour. But pro pro quarterback? It's hard. It's amazing. it's, it's, It's very, very difficult. All right, I think the Panthers are going to play well at Arizona. I hope they play well at Arizona. I hope they get this monkey off their back, and I hope that uh, offensively they put it together because this team is not a bad team at all. It's not a bad team at, at all. So hopefully they can put it together against uh, the, uh, the Cardinals. The Cardinals are very, very tough. I think when you've got a good defense, you've always got a chance. Yes, you do. I mean, that keeps the score down. It gives you a chance. Yesterday, really, it was 24-6, to 6, but it's 17-6, to 6, right, because of yeah. that. 
and then bad field position on some other ones there. So I think this is a defense that, that can keep you in the ball game, and then you just need enough from your offense, and you can win with that. We're going to broadcast it like it's a daggum Super Bowl. I know that. Yep. For Eugene Robinson, for Jim Zoki, for DL, uh, Byron, Wendell, Podcast but, Matt, the rest of, of our crew, we'll see you next week for another Panther Talk.